I have a, what I believe is a tremendous message prepared on Thanksgiving, but I feel like preaching on the rapture after that song. What a blessing. What a blessing. Would you pray with us, please? Father God, thank you for this honor, for this privilege. Thank you for this church. And God, most of all, thank you for your Holy Spirit that walks up and down the aisles of this church and touches hearts and changes lives. Now, God, we've come to the preaching of your word. It's not our word, it's your word. And God, we pray under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, claiming the promise of 1 John, that you would give unto your men an unction from the Holy Ghost. God, we claim that today as we stand to preach this word. May you be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. You've got your Bible. You'll find our text this morning in uh, Luke's gospel, the 17th chapter. Very unusual happening. Luke's gospel, the 17th chapter. And again, let me just say, it is a privilege and an honor to be at River of Life, always with Pastor Henry and with Brother Chuck and with the rest of the staff. What a blessing to see you all. And you know, we don't recognize them very often, but there's a group of people in the back that are uh, making me sound good, which is really a hard task. Uh, let's give them a hand. Amen. Now, you've got your Bible there in front of you, Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. And the Bible says, it came to pass. As he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go, go show yourselves to the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice, he glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet. Giving him thanks, he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, the one who was a leper, the one who had been healed, arise. Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I'm one of those weird people. I don't rush through Thanksgiving. Uh, some folks have started celebrating Christmas before we get through with Halloween. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, I love to think about all that God is doing. Chuck and I were on the golf course the other day, and we were talking, and God's doing a work in my life in these days, and he's making me thankful of all that he has done. When you look up into the sky, isn't it glorious? 
Now, I don't know what Thursday held for you. I do know that there's a verse of Scripture that dealt with last Thursday. It's found over in the Old Testament in the book of Joel 2 and verse number 26. The Bible says, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, We know how Thanksgiving goes. We rush around crazily on Thursday morning. We got to get everything done. We got to get all the preparation made. Then everybody shows up. We eat until we can't hold any more. Then somebody says, well, there's pecan pie and ice cream. <laughs> and we sit in a chair after it's all over. We're watching television with our eyes closed going, oh, thank you, Lord. But I want to tell you, there's more to Thanksgiving than just that. In fact, there is a need in this day, as in no other day, to be thankful for what God is doing, has done, and is going to do. Reader's Digest several years ago made this statement in one of their articles. Uh, It said, people that are keeping a gratitude journal sleep better. They live in a better mood. And they have better relationships with others. And so for Christmas, many of you are getting a gratitude journal from me. In his book on natural cures, Kevin Trudeau states that being thankful reduces stress which is the main contributor to illness. So ladies, constantly remind your husband that he's to be thankful if for no other reason than for you. You're helping him. He'll live longer. You're reducing his stress. There's an article recently on the internet. uh, People wrote in, Things I'm thankful for. And I I usually don't quote these kind of things. But this made me think. One person wrote in and said, I am thankful for the teenager who is not doing dishes but is watching TV. Because that means she's at home and not out on the streets. Another one wrote this. He says, I am thankful that I get to pay taxes. It means that I'm employed. (laughs) Another one wrote, I'm thankful for the mess to clean up after a party because it means I've been surrounded by friends. Another wrote and said, I'm thankful for the clothes that fit a little bit too snug because it means I've had plenty to eat. (laughs) One wrote and said, I am thankful for my shadow that watches me work. Because it means I'm out in the sunshine. (laughs) I like this one. I'm thankful that I found a parking spot at the far end of the parking lot. Because it means I'm capable of walking and I've been blessed with transportation. I am thankful for the lady behind me in church that sings off key. Because it means I can still hear. (laughs) I love this. This is from years ago. A little boy was giving thanks at Thanksgiving. And they said, what are you thankful for? And he said, I'm thankful for my glasses. 
And they looked at him and said, why? He said, well, it keeps the girls from kissing me. <laughs> Another one wrote, uh, he, he said this, he said, preacher, I'm thankful that, that even though I've only got two teeth left, they meet. <laughs> Amen. And then I love this one. There was a testimony service, and the old boy got up, and he said, Preacher, I just want to praise the Lord that not everybody sees like I see, because if everybody sees like I see, then everybody would want my Mary. And his twin brother quickly threw his hand up and stood up and said, Preacher, I want to thank the Lord that not everybody sees like I see, because if everybody sees like I see, would nobody want his Mary. <laughs> We laugh about these things, but the thanksgiving is part of the Christian life. In fact, if, if you go back and study the, the history of thanksgiving in our country, thanksgiving was born out of a sense that all good things come down from the Father above. James 1.17, there's the word of God. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Second Corinthians 9 and 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Philippians 4 and verse number 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Psalms 100 and verse number 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful. And bless his name. Anyone can be rude. Anyone can be surly. A gruff old man entered the restaurant and said, Do y'all serve crabs here? The waitress said, yes, sir, said anywhere you want to. <laughs> you may not have noticed, but our world is in a mess. And yet in the midst of the chaos, we have so much to be thankful for. Jericho walls are crumbling. Chains are being broken. Lives are being changed for eternity. Strength is being afforded for the battle. And it's time for the people of God to be thankful. I don't know if you've read this or not, but do you know one of the sins of the last day is being unthankful? 2 Timothy 3, verse number 2. The Bible says in the last days, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Again, Romans 1 and verse number 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. But they became vain in their imagination and their foolish heart was dark. Here in this passage of scripture in Luke, the 17th chapter, 10 men have come to Jesus in the worst possible 
way. They have the sentence of death abiding upon them. But they leave rejoicing. Life has been restored. Yet one returns and bows in thankfulness. Now, there are several things I want to quickly get to this morning. And the first is this. That is the parallel of this verse. You will notice as you study this that the Bible quickly points out their condition. They are lepers in verse number 12. They are not going home to get better. There's no doctor that has a cure for them. Their future is already outlined and displayed before them. Others have gone before them. The way that they're walking is a familiar path. And they cry. Verse 13. Unclean. They are vile. They are loathsome. Their stench would offend you. And they come to the Lord and their cry is not heal me. Their cry is Lord have mercy. They can't earn it. They can't pay for it. They have no ability within themselves to accomplish anything for his glory. They are lepers. They're dying and they come to the Lord and they said, oh, Lord, please, if you will have mercy. Somehow. I don't know how. We're not told. But somehow, somewhere, somebody had told them about Jesus. And when they saw him, they thought if we can just get to him, he's our hope. If we can just get to him, he has the ability, if he is willing, to take care of our problem. If we can just get to him. And so they lift up their voice and they cry, have mercy, master. It's the Greek word, epistate. It is the same word that is used by Peter in 1 Peter 5, 5. It literally is translated chief commander. In order... <laughs> For them to receive mercy, there had to be a recognition of who he was and who they were and what their problem was. And if they could but get to the one who was the problem solver, he had the ability. Now, the parallel of the verse is this. These ten, ten men represent all of man. Before Christ comes into our lives, the sentence of death rests upon all of us. Romans 3 and 10, the Bible says there's none righteous, not one. 
Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, verse number 23, the wages of our sin, the payment of our sin is death. And that's not the funeral home death, that's the death of Revelation chapter 20, where the word of God says death and hell are taken and cast into the lake of fire. And whosoever's name is not found written in the Lamb's book of life is taken and cast into that lake. This is the second death and it's your future without Jesus you're dying sin has overwhelmed you you say well preacher I'm not that bad well, praise God you, you might be preacher but I'm not you are vile you are wicked the problem with most people not getting saved is that they never see themselves as God sees them. Ezekiel chapter number 16, the word of God says that when he passed by you, he saw you polluted in your own blood. He had compassion and spread his curse upon you. Oh, dear friend, do you understand? Like these ten lepers, our cry. Is for mercy. Nothing we can do to earn it. I'm not going to go home and turn over a new leaf and come back and be better. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try harder. I'm not going to join another church to see if I fit in better over there. If I get to him, the master, it'll be because of his mercy. And then there are the particulars of this verse. Ten men are healed. In this passage of Scripture, verse 14, we see the compassion of Jesus. He saw them. We see the command of Jesus, verse number 14, go show yourself unto the priest. And we see also the compliance of the lepers as they went. You see, faith is more than just believing. Well, faith is an action. Faith is trusting. And as they went, James says, you show me your faith. I'll show you my faith by my works. Jesus said, if you'll not profess me before this untoward generation, this wicked, vile generation, I will not profess you before my Father which is in heaven. Faith is an action. And as they turned, as they went, they were healed. A notable change took place in their life. A fellow asked me recently, preacher, how can I know for sure that I'm saved? A true conversion results in a changed lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, hallelujah. Boy, in that word, if a big word. If any man be in Christ. He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, what's the point of the verse? The parallel, the particulars, and now the point. One recognized his source of blessing. Verse number 15, he returns. John Hagee, in one of his sermons, made this statement. I wrote it down. You can write it down and give it to me if you want to. Real joy is what happens to us when we realize how good God 
has been to us. He returned when the others didn't. He was willing to step away from the crowd. And if no one else came, they were not going to hinder him from coming. Well, why did he come back? You don't have to guess. The Bible is very clear in this area. The Bible says, verse number 15, that he returned to give glory to God. Psalms 107, verse number 22. Here's what the word of God says. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Let them declare his works with rejoicing. Again, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto him. He returned to give God the glory. He returned to give gratitude to Jesus. Luke 17, 16, giving him thanks. The beginning. Luke 17, the ten lepers stand afar off. In the end, there's one leper, and he's bowing at his feet. And Jesus, I call this the puzzling of the verse. Jesus asked him the question. Weren't there 10 of you just a minute ago? Where are the nine? The implication of the statement. There should have been 10 here. For what I just did for them, they ought to be at my feet offering the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. They ought to be bowing in humility. They ought to recognize the fact that I have the ability to make them whole. And to this one, he did not say it to the majority. He said it to the singularity of one person. He said, I'm going to make you whole. And the word that he used here is the Greek word sozo. It is the salvation of the soul. It is the same word that Jesus spoke to the woman who washed his feet. Because he has the ability not only to heal your physical problems. Oh, he goes deeper than that. You see, your problem today is you came to church with preacher, I can't pay my light bill. Your problem is you came to church today as preacher, I've got a teenager. Fellow <laughs> come to me one time, he said, I've got a 13-year-old, what am I going to do? I said, pray. <laughs> Your problem that you see is surface. Because you've got a problem that only he can deal with. And until he deals with your problem, the real problem, Oh, them surface problems are just going to keep you busy. They're going to keep you from coming. You're going to be running around in circles trying to put out these little fires, trying to get calm and peace in your life when there is no calm and peace outside of here. We have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful I'm saved.
Me and, me and one other. I, I'm thankful that he's got me and I'm not trying to hold on to him. I'm thankful that he has promised to meet my needs according to his riches and glory. I'm thankful that in my weakness, he's promised strength. <laughs> I'm thankful that when I stumble and I mess up, yeah, it does happen, that the blood of Jesus still cleanses me from all of my sin. And that if, it, that if I would but confess my sin... He would be faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Several years ago, my brother Casey Miller came to this stage and he sang a song based upon this passage of Scripture. If one soul returns to give thanks for what you've done. This is my prayer, Lord. Let me be the one. Let me be the one to say thank you. When all others have turned and walked away. If just one soul returns to give you thanks for what you've done. This is my prayer, Lord. Let me be the one. Would you be the one this morning? If nobody in this building comes, would you be willing to step out all by yourself and come and give him the praise, the sacrifice of thanksgiving that he richly deserves?